Hello, my beautiful friends. My name is Candy Cantrell, and you are listening to the Seriously Eve podcast, where reality and spirituality are represented by that famous biblical apple. If you've ever picked your will over what God intended, then you are a sister I can relate to. The good news is we are forgiven. And what the enemy meant for evil, our Father God can turn to good. Happy to have you join this journey with us as we discover our worth through the God that chose Eve and chose you and me. Today, I am going to use my favorite Bible story to relate to my testimony. And that Bible story is found in John 4, and it is the woman at the well. I can relate to her so much. And in order for you to understand how, we're going to have to travel back some years. So we're going to go back to, I believe it's almost 18 years ago. I lost my father, whom I was really, really close to. I loved my dad so much. I was a definite daddy's girl. And during the time that I lost him, I was already going through a series of really tough events. We had lost our jobs at a company that we had actually moved to another state in order to work for. And just a lot of other things were going on that were traumatizing to us as a family. And then I lost my father. So when I lost my father, I kind of just took a spiral downhill. And one of the reasons was, is before my dad had surgery, I had talked him into switching to a different surgeon. And there was some problems with medication that that surgeon put him on, which caused him to have a stroke. Now, I'm not trying to make this a sad story, but you got to kind of be able to relate to where it all began with me. And I blamed myself so much for my father's death because I had already blamed myself for something that happened in my teenage years that was absolutely not my fault, but I carried that burden. So the enemy used this situation to just tear me down and along with my marriage failing and everything else that was happening with our jobs and stuff that I found myself in a place of not good mental health. I started to go to a counselor and even just talking about some of the things because they want to dive deep into your childhood and stuff. Some things came out from my childhood that then just brought up a lot of trauma and it seemed that everything just kept spiraling backwards instead of going forward. So over the next four or five years, there was a lot of pain that I was facing with everything that had happened and what I felt responsible for. And even my own sins, I just was consumed with the problem that occurs when you start to sin is you end up sinning more and more because each sin seems to become more normal. So by the time that I met my husband, who I'm married to now, I was pretty broken, but at the same time, he was pretty broken. And we were both, I would say, active alcoholics already. And when we got married, we kind of took our broken selves together and tried to, <laughs> tried to make something out of a marriage, and we were doing it without God. We absolutely loved each other, but alcohol was controlling our every move. So let's take it to 13 years ago, and him and I are in the back row of our church. And I came there the night before, I believe we had even drank, but I came there to church with a thirst that was just not being fulfilled with the alcohol that I was filling that empty void with. 
And I remember saying to God, plain as day, I just want to feel you. And he said to me, you serve another God. And I remember when he said those words, I can still feel them inside me. And it's the oddest thing because when God calls you out, there is a sense of, it's not shame. It's a sense of, he just read me. He knows me. And it's so personal. You feel his love, but you also feel his wrath at the same time. And I, in that moment, decided, in that moment, I am never going to drink again. And I'm happy to say from that day to now, my husband and I, either one, have drank alcohol. And so we are going on our 13th year of sobriety. And God has done so much in this time. But I want you to know that those two people that were standing there in that back row were broken. And we were hurting. And we were trying everything in our life to fill this insane void inside us with anything of the world, but not of God. So that was me as a Samaritan woman at the well. So now I want to talk about her. Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit to go through Samaria on his way to Galilee. And that's not a path the Jews would normally take. And he stops at Jacob's well because he is made of flesh. So he's in human form and he was weary. Now, the Bible says that it was around the sixth hour. So they have calculated in Jewish time that that makes it about noon. And for this Samaritan woman to be at the well by herself, that alone tells you how she felt very alone. But Jesus asked her for a drink, and she's shocked that a Jew would ask her for a drink. So Jesus goes on to speak of the living water. And in verse 14, he says, Whosoever drinks of the water that I give shall never thirst, but the water that he gives will be a well springing up into everlasting life. And in verse 16, this is where I believe the pivot point is so amazing. And this was my pivot point. Jesus said, Go call your husband and come hither. And she says, I have no husband. And Jesus agrees with her and then says in verse 18, for you have had five husbands and he whom you have now is not your husband. And she immediately said, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. That's how I felt in that moment. He kind of read me, you know, he knew I served another God, which was alcohol. And just like this woman, the Samaritan woman in this moment, I'm sure she felt like I did right then, like, wow, he really knows me. And I, I feel the love of him, but I also feel the wrath of needing to change and the desire to want him, you know, because he knows me so well. And, you know, when you tell people that this is what I felt because God said it, it's so hard unless if you're the person that he actually speaks it to, because there is in the Holy Spirit, there is a voice that cannot be heard by words. It is something that is stirred inside your heart and your uttermost being. And so I so relate to her in that moment. And the part that I think is so cool is that she then left and she went and told everyone. And because she went and told everyone, those people then came to find Christ and to be Christ followers. And, you know, that's what I am really praying and believing with this podcast is that God can take that woman who was in that very back row, who was broken and was thirsting 
for a drink that was unlike anything she had drank before. And I'm so grateful, too, that my husband felt the same desire that we both in that moment said, God, we are so broken and we feel you and we want to chase you. We want to know you in a new way. I want to know the true love of Jesus and I want to know the power of the word. So over these years, we have done that. We started out by, you know, we were also in the process of healing our marriage. So we would sit in a oversized love seat every morning and we would listen to the word and drink our coffee beside each other. And then it seemed like with every bit of growth that we had, we kind of moved up a little farther. We weren't in the back row anymore. We started moving up a little more and a little more. And then I remember when it was, I was five years into sobriety, our pastor was talking about an illustration of this young boy. And he was saying that he was trying to jump off of the diving board into the water. And he was telling him, you can trust me, I will catch you. And I felt God tell me that day to audition for the worship team. Now, I had already been doing some stuff with the local small theater here in town. And God actually used that to help me just to start believing in who I was and to just get some of my confidence back because I had been broken for so long. And between that and just the love that my husband was showing me, I remember saying a long time ago that I really just want to know that I have a husband who will be on the other side of the door, just so happy for me to come home. And I definitely had that. This man just adored me and loved me. And now that we had alcohol out of our lives, there was nothing that that alcohol could do to bring destruction anymore. So we were on this path of growing together and learning what it feels like to drink of this new water, to know God in a different way. I was raised up a pastor's kid, and even though I fell away from the Lord, I always knew the word. I had been taught everything and the love of God, but this was different. Through being absolutely, totally broken, I learned the love of God in a way that I hadn't ever known before because I struggled so much to forgive myself and I struggled so much to forgive other people. And I remember when God told me that I needed to stop thinking about what others had done to me and I needed to focus on just what my part was in every situation and to go and ask for forgiveness to any and everyone that I may have hurt. And that's not easy because so often you may be asking for forgiveness, somebody who hurt you too, and you have to be able to say, I'm all right with the fact that they may not be sorry or they may not have an apology, but I truly want my life to change. So there was a huge process of healing, not only of what you know had been done to me through my life, but also through what I had done. And then there was that underlaying burden of still feeling that responsibility for my father and I can remember when God took that away from me. And I realized that that was just a shame that the enemy was trying to keep me in bondage with and that I was not accountable for when my father's time was to go be with the Lord. And the fact is, is he was in a much better place than he had ever dreamed of. So now we're going to take that brokenness to a little farther on in our lives. And that was just two years ago when my mother passed away. And wouldn't you know, she caught COVID from being with us on a weekend. And the enemy tried all over again to put that pain on me 
and try to make me feel responsible because I had invited my mother to come spend that weekend with me. And I started to carry that burden, even though that is not what she had on her actual death certificate. She was sick with COVID when she passed. And I thought that I would be strong enough to never let the enemy put that feeling on me again. But once again, I was struggling with it without even knowing it. And I knew it when Mother's Day came and I was a complete basket case. I cried so hard. And the Lord showed me that my mother and my father, their timing of when they were to go be with him was never in my hands. And I had carried something for so long that was never supposed to be my burden. And in this process of hurting over my mom, I didn't do like I did with my father. I didn't turn to alcohol. I turned to God and I started to get stronger. I started to read the word and find the power in the word. And I could not believe what life existed in those scriptures that I, I had never really taken advantage of before. Yes, I would read my Bible like we're all supposed to do, you know, sit down, read a chapter. But this was different. This was studying the word. And I'm so grateful to my son-in-law, uh, Jake Keister. I'm going to give you a shout out. But he is a Church of God pastor, and he just literally breathes the word. And he was teaching me how important the word was. And through that, I was able to not only heal from my mother and her death and mourning her and missing her, but I also was able to find my calling and to know what it was that God wanted me to do. Now, I'm going to share something else with you. A long time ago, my husband and I, this was after being sober, we went to the beach and everyone was collecting beautiful shells. They were picking the most perfect shells off of the beach. And I was so drawn to all the broken ones. And when I came home, I put those broken shells together and made artwork with them. I had no idea at the time that what I was going to use them for, but I put them together and made pieces of art that I would then give as gifts. And when I went to make my mom's, I took shells and I took them from the smallest to the largest. And God really started showing me that all those shells were a different level of brokenness, depending on how many rocks they hit up against as they made it up to shore. Um, but I took them from smallest to largest and made them in like a spiral. And I put them into a shadow box frame and I gave it to my mom before she passed. And I told her, I says, this is just an awesome illustration of our brokenness throughout our life and how God created something so beautiful that it doesn't matter, you know, what happened from childhood up, God can turn it into something amazing and in a beautiful piece of artwork. So I realized in that moment why I was so drawn to those broken shells because they reminded me so much of who I once was. But seeing it in a picture for my mother and now that she's gone and my brother and sister-in-law have that picture hanging in their house, I think I would love to have a perfect shell to put at the end of that now you know, to end out all those broken ones, because that is where my mother and father are now. They are in perfect form in heaven. And so what the enemy wanted so badly to put on me and to 
have me carry that burden and bring so much pain to me. I am going to take that voice and be like the woman who left the well so excited that she left her pot. And I am going to use this podcast to share my encounter with him and my experience of his goodness. And that till the day I die, I will serve him and I will continue to chase him instead of try to fill the void with the things of this world. I want to dedicate this episode to my mom. Tomorrow is her two-year anniversary date since she changed addresses and moved up to heaven. (laughs) I miss her greatly. And if you knew her, you were blessed. And if you didn't, I will share just a little bit about her so you can know what kind of woman she was. She was a God-fearing woman who definitely had a tight relationship with her father, God. And she would tell many, many stories of her time and experiences with Jesus. She was a woman who would get up in the middle of the night every night and take communion, and she would pray for an entire list of people. And she knew every name that was the name of God in the Bible. And she would say them every time she would pray before she would go to bed, along with a couple of chapters that she had memorized. She ministered to children. And I remember when she had my children when they were small and they would come home with scriptures they'd memorized that grandma had taught them. Her and my father both have made a huge impact into this world and I hope that I can do the same. Wow, what a blessing it was talking with you today. You know, my prayer is that within every Seriously Eve podcast, something will resonate with you and impart that unconditional love of Jesus If you felt that today, I would like to invite you to visit us at www.seriouslyeve.com for more content. Follow us on Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at Seriously Eve. Until next week, remember, chase God with everything in you and save yourself a lot of heartache by staying away from those forbidden apples. Love you and call you blessed.